Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. The podcast created to capture, explore, and navigate the journey of coming home to your truth, owning your intuition, and connecting to our teenage daughters along their path. I'm your host, Angie Shaver, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach, Reiki healer, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat, just as we would, on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my hope to help guide and inspire other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight-up truth to guide your questions, worries, and celebrations with a friendly voice and healing vibe. Our time to go inside is now. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Intuitive Mother. And I am going to chat with you a little bit this week about authenticity and being the real you as a mom and how that plays such an important role in your daughters being true to themselves and living authentically in their life, especially during their teenage years. So this has come up for me a lot the past couple of weeks. I would see random posts from other coaches or mentors of mine. I would see, you know, just the word like real or authentic. And I started to really think about that and think about how it ties into mothering and how we live every day and how we truly bring our values into the world and share them with others. And for me, that starts with authentically living in your values and authentically just being you. It means detaching from society's push and pull to be more. It means detaching from what everyone else wants you to be. It means letting go of the shoulds and, you know, the pressure that maybe we have felt for far too long and we didn't know how to release it or to stand up and just own our own authentic self because we were too worried about pleasing everyone else. So I don't know about you, but I have always been a people pleaser. It's, um, I am an Enneagram 2. And by nature, I am a helper, I am a caregiver, I want to be good and be seen as good, and so I like to please people. And for a while, that meant that I didn't necessarily live true to my values, and I didn't um, even hone in on what my values were. I remember working with a coach once and she said to me, what are your values? And I really didn't know what to tell her. I mean, the only thing that could come to mind was family and love. And that was it. Like, I didn't even really know what to say because I had spent so many years of my life pleasing everyone else and living up to their standards and their values and society's way that I had lost touch with the authentic truth inside of me and who I was. And 
that really started to come up for me um, mostly when I was caregiving for my grandparents and then in the aftertime of losing both of them and my daughters were getting older and I started to feel that pull that in order to mother really well, I had to feel really confident that I was living out my truth, that I wasn't busy trying to be somebody for society or somebody for my parents or somebody for the rest of my family or my husband, but that every one of them would actually thrive if I was being true to myself because I would always operate better and be living from a better foundation if I was truly honoring my authentic self. So I went on my quest of spiritual awakening and I did a lot of reading of various quote-unquote self-help books and um, started to unravel pieces that maybe I had put together, threads that I had braided together over the years as me, but started to unravel which of those were actually not me. And it was maybe what others were putting on me or roles that I had taken on because it was the only way I could survive. Maybe it was the only way I could survive the anxiety that I dealt with postpartum from both of my daughters. And honestly, that anxiety wrecked havoc on my life for years prior, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't have a name for it. And I didn't slow down enough to honor what I was feeling and get a really good idea of how to help myself versus just continuing on the path of helping everybody else but me. So I slowed down. I read a lot of books. I learned a lot about who I was. As I mentioned, I started working with coaches. My very first coach is the one that brought up values to me. We did a values exercise. I started to realize that my authentic truth is that I value freedom, I value respect, I value love and family, but that freedom and respect are really, really high. And for instance, if I ever feel like I'm being disrespected, it really is like a gut punch to me. And just digging into learning about myself and unraveling the threads that I had tied together, sometimes very tightly over the years, allowed me to start stepping in and honoring who I was, what I believed in, and how I wanted to raise our daughters. And I have seen this go full circle where my daughters are now able to own who they are at such a younger age than myself. I mean, I didn't start exploring the depths of who is Angie? Who is the authentic Angie? Why am I putting on a mask 
in some situations? Why am I living up to a role that wears me down, that breaks boundaries? Why am I even allowing those boundaries to be broken um, for that role or for that person? Because I'm inherently good whether the other person gets to break through my boundary or not. It's something that then they would have to work on. So as I developed that authentic voice of Angie, of myself, and I used to joke around and say I went to the school of Angie for about <laughs> five years. I mean, really, isn't that what all of our life is? But I invested in coaches. I read a lot. I journaled a lot. I meditated every day. Um, yes, there were days here and there that I mixed, but for the past three years specifically, I have meditated every day um, with a random one missed. I started going to healings to help bridge that gap of where I felt I was missing or where I was not living up to my truth to truly get to the bottom of my authenticity because when I'm shining in my authentic truth, everyone around me notices that it's where our confidence comes from. If we are living in someone else's idea of what we should be or what we should be doing or how we should raise our children or how our marriage should look, we're not being true to ourselves. We are solely listening to everybody else. And I feel like that is a pivotal point where why we have so many women, especially that I know saying, I'm lost. I don't know who I am. I'm in my thirties. I've been working this career. I've been raising my children and I'm happy, but who the hell am I? And that was me. That was why I journeyed to come home to my authentic truth. Because coming home to my authentic truth, like I said, then just snowballed into my daughters noticing and witnessing that growth and witnessing that it's okay to be you, 100% you. You know, I'm just realizing this is like the perfect shirt to be wearing today. I got this at one of my coaches' um, retreats or mastermind events in New Hampshire last year, and it says, you matter. It's Amber Lillystrom. She is amazing. She lives authentically to her truth. Uh, she is someone I admire for her love and her grace and who she is and how she um, puts herself out into the world living by her truth. So this shirt has to have been the perfect one to have picked to wear today. And I didn't even know. Of course I knew, but, um, you know, I didn't plan this. And I'm just realizing it now. But it, the you matter is what happens. It, it's what happens when the mother is authentically living into herself and have, comes home to herself. And the daughters witness it, that they know that they are safe to come home to their truth if they have gotten off path, if they have started to put threads together that don't belong to be braided into part of them. And our daughters have certainly done this. You know, I've shared the story many times on the podcast where our oldest walked away from a swimming 
background and competitive swimming for over 10 years of her life because she started to recognize swimming really wasn't her. She, her best didn't show up at swimming and not because she wasn't good enough, but because it didn't feel aligned in her soul. It was, I, I believe too much push, too much pressure. Um, she's phenomenal at dedication and determination and perseverance and an absolute amazing student and runs by rules and habits. But if it's not her truth and it's not something that's lighting her up, then that starts to wear on her. So she walked away from swimming after 10 years. And I truly believe that a part of the reason she felt safe to do that was because I had really put in time and dedication into my own personal growth and coming home to my authentic self that she then was able to feel comfortable that she could do that for herself, that it was a hundred percent acceptable to walk away from something that wasn't lighting you up. Um, she had seen it. She knew how I had done that in the past. And you know what? We talked about it. I share a lot of my personal journey with my daughters because I am a firm believer that as I am healing and coming home to my authentic self, that it's impacting them, but also their future children and their future children. And, um, truly like healing generationally because this is new for many of us the generations prior to us really lived up to what would other people think and they put on a lot of masks to ensure that they could pretend behind that mask or they um you know they just didn't have to be themselves they they could play it safe by knowing, well, if I don't take this mask off or if I'm not truly myself, then people can't like not like me for being me. So we do it for acceptance. We do it to stay safe and, you know, not have people dislike us really. Cause if we just stay mainstream and live our quiet life and put on the mask and pretend that we're doing okay. We don't rustle any feathers. Um, this would be ruffle any feathers or, you know, shake up the pot. Then we're not, it, we're living to what they need, but not to what we need. So we think that's safe until we realize it's not safe because it's not safe to not be authentically you. And I believe when you start to see maybe um, just various addictions popping up, for me, that was a shopping addiction. That was, um, you know, red wine, certainly. Those started popping up and becoming more clear to me that a I needed red wine if I was walking into a scenario of um, other moms that I was uncomfortable around because I didn't really ever let my true self shine.
around them. And I had that mask on. So while the mask is on to be the pretend Angie, I had to um, have a few glasses of red wine just to be comfortable. And, you know, there were certainly individuals who I have always been my authentic self with, um, my husband for one, my daughters, as they have gotten older, know my true and authentic self. You know, they've always known that, but, um, you know, there were some stages through a couple of their, you know, an age time period of their life where I had the mask on so hard that I'm not sure if they were a hundred percent sure of who I really was and what I believed in. Um, because I know sometimes now when I say like, well, I really believe this, or this is what I need to do for myself. It's sort of a newsflash to them because I never really voiced that part of myself for many, many years. But, um, you know, we put on the masks so we can't be seen. And then we realize one day, wait a minute, we want to be seen, but we want to be seen in our truth. And we want to be loved in our truth. And we want that for our children. And then we realize the importance of doing that for ourselves, navigating coming home to ourselves so that our children can navigate that for themselves. And, you know, I'm really, I would love to hear back from some of you as to how you have navigated this in your life, where you have worn masks and realized you needed to take them off or where you're just realizing you might be wearing a mask because this isn't like a once and done. I often still am like, oh, I'm still playing that part with, you know, this situation and I want to work on that because that's not where I'm coming up as my truth. I believe one of the places we do that the most is probably in our family of origin. You know, I, like I said, I was the caregiver to my grandparents. I took classes in geriatrics in college. I have a social work background. I've always worked around the elderly. So it was natural for me to take care of them. Now, I loved that time period of my life, even though it was extremely difficult to work alongside of raising my family and be my grandparents' caregiver. However, it's once they were gone and I started to get on that track to coming home to myself, I realized that I don't want to hold responsibility for everyone at this time in my life. It's not my truth to be the caregiver unless that is the, you know, caring for my own daughters and caring for you know, my clients, but that working with the elderly was actually like an old energy and I had shifted away from it and that it was okay to claim that and say it wasn't something that I was going to take with me forward. Am I always going to be um, a wealth of information for some people who are maybe stepping into that role? Absolutely. And I would love to be able to help them and guide them but it's not where my focus is at because it's no longer my truth in that 
you know, I have other dreams and other areas of life that excite me that to take the mask of the caregiver down and put that aside and um, walk into that new path has actually been liberating and it plays into other areas of my life where I can look at it and say like, okay, well, I care about these people, but I, I have to take care of myself first. And I play that part when I'm with them. And that part doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit into who I am right now in this space and time. So it's time to come home and honor myself. And so all of this, is truly just to share with you how important authenticity is. How important it is for you to know you, for you to feel safe to share yourself, for you to not get caught up in what does every other mom of my daughter's friends, you know, parents, what are they doing? How are they raising their daughters? What do they think is okay? Especially like in a time of COVID right now, right? Like we're being faced with which kids are going back to school hybrid, which are going to stay remote. We start to, we could get caught up in the judgment of ourselves. Like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Because the other moms are doing this. And I just think this is a really good example of sticking to your authenticity and knowing that you are making the right decision for yourself. And you can feel that in inside of your own body. You know when the answer is, this is true for me. This is the right path for us. And you know when it's not. We've been taught that from a really young age. And that is how we tie in our intuition into the authenticity. As you... A hundred percent know when you are being authentic because intuitively it feels natural. It excites you. It feels calm. There's no anxiety around it. You know, yeah, there can be that excitement of like, oh my gosh, I'm taking a really big leap into something that is authentically me. And that leap is scary sometimes. But you know that the truth underneath of it is really solid ground and it feels like home. And in doing so, then you are teaching your daughters to also intuitively hone in and listen and step out in their authentic self. And I assure you that authenticity is led by coming home to yourself and feeling into your own intuitive nature and following that intuitive path versus the path that society, that our parents, that our family, our siblings, our friends, our employers, our co-workers, it's not their path that we're looking for. You are looking to step onto the path of you and only you, and that is inside. You know that inside of you. So I invite each of you to spend time this week thinking about where am I living authentically? Where do I put a mask on? How can I tell? Do I, where do I feel it in my body? And 
I would love to actually hear from some of you and share what's coming up because I think it's so important to know because then we, that's where we can start to change and make sure that we are living our authentic truth. I welcome each of you here. I'm so glad you're here. And I would love to see you over on my Facebook community, the Intuitive Mother Collective. I will make sure the link is in the show notes. I am going to be having some exciting launches coming out on that site. And I also am on Instagram at Angie Lynn Schaefer. And I will have that link on the show notes as well. If you pop over there right away, just know I am taking a five to seven day break from Instagram and stepping back to rest and integrate a healing that I had for myself yesterday. And, um, you know, it's just part of living my authenticity is to allow myself that space and know that I'm safe doing so. I have the time to do so. And I'm still going to be showing up in the Facebook community and getting those exciting launches ready for when I come back. But I would love to see you there on the Facebook community. I'm so glad you are here with us every week. Please feel free to share and invite to the community on Facebook. And also invite your friends to listen into the Intuitive Mother podcast. I am every week, we're going to have some guests on. I have to get them all set up. And I know with back to school, it's been a little hairy as to when we can have those interviews um, for some of the guests that I would like to have in the next couple of weeks. But we're just going to be bringing truth-filled conversation about mothering, intuition, pulling those two together, and living your best life and coming home to your home base to mother from and being the mother of your dreams. So I look forward to seeing you here again next week. And um, I hope you have a great week until then. Bye-bye.